Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liljeno, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday. As always, I'm here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you've been listening for a while and you are hungry for more, join our Instagram community. And make sure you subscribe to our weekly mindset and performance hacks that are delivered to you on a weekly basis in your inbox. All you need to do is go to mindic.eu slash weekly hacks and you'll find the link to all of that in the show notes. And to dive into today's episode, I heard a quote that water takes the shape of whatever it's poured into. That water takes the shape of whatever it's poured into. And I couldn't stop by thinking about this and how applicable this is to us humans and the surroundings that we put ourselves in. There's this saying that you become the average of the five people that you hang out the most with. So if you were to hang out with five millionaires, you're likely to become the sixth. If you hang out with five junkies, you're likely to become the sixth. And so on it goes. I often take this example of if you hang out with five five-star riders, you're likely to become the sixth. And again, so on it goes, depending on where you want to go. But the thing is, this doesn't only apply to what you'll become or what you choose to do in life. Also, it has a huge influence on how you feel. So the emotional state that you will be in throughout your life, throughout every day. And I experienced this actually firsthand last weekend when I was debuting 100 eventing with my five-year-old Echo. So I had had some doubts on beforehand whether I should step up to 100 or if I should stick in 90. I had a, like, a great feeling in the 90s that I had been riding. The horse was like a machine in the cross country. But on the other hand, he's just five and what's the rush and all this kind of stuff. So I'd been a little bit back and forth about it. But at the end of the day, I did decide to step up. And uh, while I was walking the course, so I was out walking the cross country course. And while I was walking, within those 10 minutes, literally, that I was there, I see three riders fall off in the 90. So they weren't even riding the 100 yet. They were just riding the 90. And I was like, oh shit, like what have I gotten ourselves into? Like what, what have I gotten me into? What have I gotten this horse into? Like, oh shit, like what, what was I even thinking when I was subscribed for the 100? And, you know, I started getting all those those jitters in my, in my stomach and I was like, oh shit. So I, I finished walking the course and I was like, yeah, I just need to make sure I ride really well and be on point, do my best and, and you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but then when I was about to walk the course a second time, because I figured I'll just do it again. I'll just do it one more time. I'll bike around it really quickly and just like, you know, just get into the flow and all this kind of stuff. Um, but when I was about to, to, to bike around this then for the second time, I managed to bump into Karen Donkers, who was just about to, to bike around the course as well. And I asked if I could come along. And, and so I did. And we ended up like biking around the course together. And she was going to ride the 110 with one of her horses. She also had a girl with her who uh, was about to ride 105. And, you know, just biking around the course together with them 
put me in a totally different state of mind. So going from being a little bit nervous, a little bit doubting, like thinking, oh shit, what did I get myself into? Being quite nervous about the whole thing. Then I biked around the course with them and, and it just gave me so much confidence, just the way that they were so re relaxed about it. And, 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 you know, even when I told Karen I was, I was going to bring my five-year-old and I was going to ride with him, her reaction was like, yeah, it will be fine. It will be fine. And, you know, it was just that thought of like, oh shit, like Karen thinks that we can do this. She didn't literally say it, but it was just the feeling that she gave me and the relaxed way and focused way and the professional way that she just took on that entire course. So the point I'm trying to make is there was such a huge difference in the way I felt between, you know, being around those riders that were falling off in the 90 and then being around Karen and this girl who was going to ride a little bit of a higher track and they were just so relaxed about it. And that totally dripped onto me and I felt in a completely different way just by being around them, just by being around their atmosphere and their energy and the way they were thinking. It just changed my state of being and the way I felt entirely. And I ended up feeling really confident, thinking we can do it. And I went in and I rode both actually my best show jumping track and my best cross country track literally of my life. Even if it was a step up, even if it was on a five-year-old, I just ended up riding the best show jumping and cross country track of my life. And I find it really, really interesting. And I'm always very interested in also how we can take control of those those things and how we can use them in our benefit. So how we can use the way we have been naturally programmed and our instincts to ensure that we can perform better as riders. And it's just a fact that, you know, as humans, we are very, very easily influenced, some more than others. Uh, and it's simply in our nature to act in alignment with how other people around us act, what other people around us say or do, or again, the way they feel. And the reason why we do it is we use a lot of generalization. So our brain is generalizing all the time. It's sort of like, if he or she can do it, so can I. If he or she are having a hard time doing something, well, then I'm probably going to have a hard time doing it as well. If he or she says that she can do it, then probably I can. We take over the belief systems and the way of thinking of the people around us. Now, this is something that's happening all the time. Whether you realize it or not, you are being influenced by the people around you. Now, there are obviously certain things you can do in order to become more aware of this and in order to choose what is what, what you are going to allow to influence you. And this is obviously a big part of the work that we're doing inside of the PEP program, where we help people develop an awareness of when they're being influenced and how they're being influenced and to make a conscious choice of like, do I want to act in this certain way just because that other person is acting in that way? Do I want to feel this way just because that other person feels in a certain way? And there's a definitely a lot of things that you can do around that to just become better in choosing the behaviors that you want rather than just taking over the behaviors of other people. But I personally believe that it's better if we can also just make sure that we are around the kind of people and behaviors that we want to take on. Because here's the thing, I believe that no matter how good you get and how much you train yourself to steer your own thoughts, feelings, reactions, behavior, all those kind of things, no matter how good you get in that, to a certain level, you're still going to be influenced and just take in what the people around you are doing or saying or feeling. 
Which is why I think it's so, 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 so important that you surround yourself with the people who want to grow in the same direction as you. People who have the hobbies, the professions, the mindset, the skills, etc. that you would like to have. People who feel in a way that you would like to feel. People who feel confident. It will drip onto you. And not only that, trust me, it's also so much nicer to be around confident people. And when I say confident people, I don't mean people who are too much of an ego and just like, I'm great and just like bragging on. To be fair, the people who talk like that and who act like that actually most of the time aren't that confident. When I say confident people, I talk about people that feel good in their own skin. They don't have to brag on about it. They just have this aura of just calm and belief in themselves. Those are people who have done a lot of work on themselves, who have discovered a lot of their insecurities and who have done work to fix them. Because here's the thing, people who feel really insecure about themselves, they tend to take most people that you say to them as an insult. It doesn't really matter what you say, they'll find a way to interpret that in a way that is going to make them feel bad and they might attack you back. And it's just not a reflection of you, of what you said. It's just a reflection on them and how they feel about themselves. Whether if you have started to do some personal development work and you've gotten really curious in yourself, you tend to start to see everything is feedback. You realize that no one is out to get you. Everyone or most people in this world are actually there to help you. What they say to you, if they're being honest, is usually things that they're saying to help you out. They can point something out that is a working point and at the end of the day, they're not saying that to screw with you. They're saying that because they want to help you. So when you are with people who've done this kind of work, you don't really have to watch what you're saying because they know that you have their best in mind. And chances of them taking what you're saying in the wrong way, it's much less. And here's the thing as well, if other people feel really, really confident and they have less insecurities left, that's also going to be really, really good for you. Because here's the thing, if someone says, if if you tell someone you're going to do something and they say, oh, no, I don't think that's a great idea. A lot of the time, it's not that you are not capable of doing it. It's because they have an underlying insecurity about it. So they probably don't think that they would be able to do it. And they're going to tell you, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's a great idea. But a lot of the time that has nothing to do with you or your capabilities. That has to do something with them and their own capabilities or what they believe that they are capable of. So if you are around people that have done a lot of work and that feel really confident about themselves and that are really courageous, then that's going to help you believe in yourself as well, because they're going to have that influence on you. So the people that you really want to have around you, you want them to be confident people, people working on themselves, people working on their confidence, capabilities, skills that have a growth mindset. You want them to be positive people, optimistic people, courageous people. And this is exactly the reason why I go on and on and on and on and on and on about this group coaching program that we've got. Because by joining this, you don't only get all the knowledge that you need to master the mental game of your writing. You also get surrounded by a community of writers who are positive, enthusiastic, eager to become the best version of themselves. So if you haven't already, make sure you go and check out more about the program. It's mindic.eu slash pep. That's pep with two Ps. You'll find the link to that in the show notes of this episode. And... If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you give it a rating and a review. Nowadays, not only Apple Podcasts actually has the functionality to leave a comment, 
also Spotify does. So if you haven't already, go and check out this functionality. Make sure you leave us a review. Make sure you leave us that comment in there. Tell us some feedback. We love to receive feedback because we are all about getting better. And we know that feedback is a crucial part in that. So please, if you haven't already, make sure you go and check this functionality out. Drop a comment in there. Tell us a sentence or two what you think about this podcast, something that we can improve upon, something that you love about it. And with all that being said, I'm going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you on the next Magical Monday. 